going to continue our series uh, where we're talking about the fact that hope has a name. And the reason I chose to do a series on hope for Christmas, first of all, is that Christmas is about Jesus. Jesus is the name for the hope that we have. But one of the reasons that we need hope, I believe, in the world today so much is because there's just a lot of hopelessness around. And so the last what we're doing is each Sunday, we're picking, picking sort of a theme and, and maybe a reason that many of us don't have the kind of hope that we sort of feel hopeless sometimes. Maybe you aren't hopeless, but you have moments of it. And uh, this, this past week, uh, last weekend, if you've been watching the news, and maybe you have some friends and relatives that were victims of the tornadoes that went through Kentucky and several other states around there, just devastated so many people and just wiped out buildings and towns. And uh, just our heart goes out. Let's be praying for them. There's many uh, boots on the ground that we can support and encourage and, as they're helping with that. One of the, they interviewed uh, this lady who just lost her home. I just, it was just, there's nothing there. She's standing in front of what was her home, and her comment was, sometimes all you have left is hope. And sometimes that's it. I mean, the fact is, hope is so crucial. It's important for all of us just to, just to, not only to live a good life, but even just for life itself, because sometimes that's all you've got. Maybe you haven't lost your home and all your belongings, but it, it feels like that. Because when hope is gone and you feel that hopelessness, life is sort of like you feel like you're living in this fog, in this darkness. And, and even though everything around you maybe is light, it's bright, there's happy people, there's people all excited, it's Christmas all around you and everybody is enjoying the season, but here you are in darkness and you're wondering, I wish I could have that kind of hope and that kind of light in my life as well. But it's a difficult place to be. And so in your notes, I put just a list of maybe some things that cause darkness. Maybe some of you are there right now. Maybe we can remember back to that time when that happened. And, you know, it can be confusion or conflict, maybe a disappointment that you've had or a loss. Maybe some of you have had a loss recently in your life and you're still feeling sort of in that dark place emotionally and mentally in life. It can be loneliness and grief, stress. A big one right now is fear and anxiety causing a lot of our darkness, heartbreak, depression, despair, on and on. The list just goes on forever almost. Ecclesiastes, a verse in the Old Testament, says this, chapter 11, verse 8. However many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all, but let him remember the days of darkness for they will be men, many. Now, in other words, we all struggle with this. Every one of us here this morning, whether it's a moment of darkness, maybe you've been in or are in a season of darkness, or maybe your darkness feels like it's been a lifetime. We all struggle with this dark, oppressive feeling of, where's the light? <laughs> There just doesn't seem anything good in my life at the moment. 
So the question is, how do I find my way in the midst of my darkness? Well, the answer is this, write this in your notes, is in my moments of darkness, I need the light of God in my life. That light is the person of Jesus Christ. Hope has a name, and so does light, who Jesus is. Now, when it comes to light, the, just the theme or, or the word light, it, it's a common theme throughout the whole Bible. I, over 433 times, light is mentioned in the Bible, and, and it has many, many implications for it. Matter of fact, it starts at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. Follow along. It says this. At the very, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So one of the first things God did, okay, you had this. The, it tells us there in Genesis that the world, the universe was just like a mess. It was just, there's no rhyme or reason to it, just a blob without void, form or void. And the first thing God does is says, let there be light. We're going to shine the light on the world. And then what we're going to do is we're going to separate the light from the dark. And even today, light and dark are separated. They don't mix. What happens when you have darkness and light shows up? What does darkness do? It's gone. It's vanished. It disappears. So you can't have both at the same time. And then what happens is um, we go to the last chapter of the Bible, the very end. So at the very beginning, first chapter of the Bible, then we go to the last, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 5. It says this, there will be no more night. It's talking about heaven. When you and I, those of us who believe in Jesus, we get to be in heaven forever, for eternity. Here's what it's going to be like. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So here's, here's the thing. God created light. Light is good. And everything about God is light because he gives light and he brings light. And just as we read in the Bible that God is love, we also read that God is light. Look at 1 John 1.5. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. There's none. So here's the thing. Everything God does, he does in the light. He brings light into every situation because God is the light. Light is that big of a deal. You've probably heard the phrase that says, nothing good ever happens in the dark. You ever hear that? It's sort of true. I mean, just think about, think about the fact how, how darkness is like a symbol of no good. I mean, all of the mischievousness in life usually happens when? When it's dark, okay? We, we like to hide for some reason. We don't want anybody to see us while we're doing crazy things, right? So most of, the, most of the evil in the world happens in the dark. Why? One of the reasons is because the devil operates in darkness. He doesn't like light. He likes darkness. John 12, 46 says it like this. 
Uh, Jesus says, I have come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me. Now, let me repeat that because I'm coming back to it. It says, all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. What does this mean? It means that the more you trust God, the more you live in light, the more light there is in your life. But we can also flip that around and say this, the more darkness that you experience, the less you are trusting in God. That could be a little bit of an ouch for some of us, right? <laughs> the more we struggle with darkness, it simply means the less we are trusting in God. So, the question, how does light, the light of God, change darkness in my life? How does that work? How can I trust God more so that more of the darkness is gone and more of the light is in my life? Well, I have four things. Let's start with number one. And each one of these are, are, are things that either cause light or light produces in our lives. The first one is this. When I am lost, light can show me the way to go. Okay, it can show me the way to go in life. Um, I enjoy hiking. I've done a good amount of hiking, Appalachian Trail in the mountains, things like that. And if you've ever been in the woods hiking and it comes down towards the end of the day and you know you you you're, you want to make it to a certain place before it gets dark but all of a sudden it starts getting dark quicker than you thought it was going to right and you're going along and all of a sudden you see the trees all around you but you realize i can't see the trail everything's just sort of a blur it's dark here am i on the right trail then you go oh yeah my flashlight so you pull out your flashlight and you shine it, shine it around a little bit. I'll go, oh, there's the trail. I was heading down the ditch. There's the trail over here. And you get back on the trail and everything is just fine. The same thing happens with your life. When you're living in darkness, that's how it feels. In other words, you don't know where you're going. You don't know if you're on the trail or off the trail, or even the trail that you're on is the right trail. If you're walking and living and feeling like you're in darkness. But then light changes everything. Because light shows you two things. It shows you where you are, and it shows you where you should be. It shows you where you want to go. It shows you the right path. The minute you shine the light on the things in your life, maybe your situation, your life as a whole, all of a sudden you begin to see. It, it illuminates. It reveals what is, but it can also reveal where you want to be, where you should go, where the right path is for your life. So we ask then, well, how does it work? How does shining the light in my life work for me to help me to go the right way, to do the right things, to make the right decisions? Well, we know this. We know that this book, the Bible, is the light for us to follow, right? We know this is what, if you want to live right, if you want to do the right thing, live the right way, make good decisions, do what God wants you to do, this is a requirement. This is your foundation. Matter of fact, in Psalm 119, 105, it says this, 
It says, your word, which is now the Bible, the word of God, is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. So what is the connection? The question is, what is the connection between the light of the word, the light of the Bible, and the light of the world, who is Jesus Christ? Well, we have to go to the book of John, the Gospel of John. Now, it's interesting. Um, if you want to go to the Bible and, and find where it really talks about Jesus, where it talks about his life, where it talks about what he did, his miracles, the things he taught during the three and a half years that he was on this earth, you go to what we call the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the ones that were there, eyewitnesses, firsthand account, they wrote it down. Now it's interesting because as important as Christmas is, only two of them actually record and write down the, the actual things that happened at the Christmas story. You have Matthew and you have Luke. That's where we get most of the details of the Christmas story in those two books, the first couple chapters. But then you have the book of Mark right in the middle, and he doesn't mention a thing. His first mention of Jesus is when Jesus was 30 years old, he gets baptized and begins his ministry. But then you have the Gospel of John. And it's interesting because he has a totally different slant on everything, other, you know, different from the other three. And he starts also, he has his version of what happened when Jesus entered the world. So let's read some of it together here in John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word gave life to everything that was created in His life. Okay, in other words, the Word is a person. Okay, his life, the word's life, brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Some say comprehend it, others say understand it. And here, here's, here's his version of the Christmas story. Here we go. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. The word became human and made his home among us. <laughs> That's John's version of the Christmas story. In other words, it was light. The light came into the world. The word came into the world. Jesus came into the world and actually changed everything. Now, this is the reason. And, and then in the book of 1 John, same John, but he wrote the epistles, he also wrote the fact that Jesus was the word of life. This is why the Bible is so, so powerful. Because not only is the Bible the word of God, the word of life, the light that is written, it is also Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We have both of those in one book. Jesus is the light, the word is the light. The Bible is the written word of God. Jesus is the lived out word of God for all of us. Matter of fact, John 8, 12 says it like this. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Follow me and you won't be walking in the dark. You will have the light, light that gives life. So here's, here's the bottom line for this point. If you 
are not, if Jesus is not at the center of your life, you are living and walking in darkness. Whether it's your whole life or parts of your life, there is darkness in your life. Because when Jesus comes in and lights everything up in your life, that's when you give him permission, you invite him, say, Jesus, come and shine your light on and in my life, that's when the darkness has to leave. Remember, light and dark can't be at the same place at the same time. So if, Je if the light of Christ is not shining in your life, then there's darkness. But the moment the light shows up, the darkness flees. That's number one. Point number two, uh, when I am confused. So we have lost, we have confused. Light can bring me clarity. It can clear things up. Another title for light is the light of truth. Because truth always sets you free. Remember Jesus said one time in John chapter 8. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will what? It'll set you free. That's what light does because light is the light of truth. And it will as well set you free. Right now, uh, as I was preparing this and thinking about it, praying about it, I thought, man, how? We, we sort of know this at, at a feeling level. But how much at, a, at just a real practical level, the world is so dark. The world is such a dark place right now. It's like all around us, right? Now, it doesn't mean that you're dark. <laughs> it just means that you can feel the darkness. Matter of fact, the brighter your light shines, the more evident the darkness is around us. If you're going, what darkness? It's all good. I'm not even going to finish that one, okay? You figure that one out. But the brighter the light shines in your life, the darker dark feels out there. And one of the reasons that things feel so dark is because everything that we see and everything that we hear is just wrong. It is either false, it is wrong, it is just so many lies. And that's one of the reasons that the world is so dark is because the devil makes sure this is one of his tools. He is the father of lies. Everything the devil does, our enemy, he does in the dark. And one of his weapons is simply lies, half-truths, falsehoods, everything. And that's one of the reasons that we, as light, are so frustrated is because we see the darkness. Sometimes we feel the darkness knocking at the door. And we're going, come on, somebody shine the light. This is just wrong. This is not true. I feel you. <laughs> I think so. We're about all in the same boat, I believe. But what light does, when you begin to shine light, it begins to expose darkness. It begins exposing the lies for what they are. See, we, we don't fight darkness with darkness. Okay, don't, don't do that. You push back darkness with light. You shine the light, the darkness begins to step aside. And the brighter the light, the further away the darkness goes. Talking about Jesus in John 1, 5, it says this. The light shines in the darkness, 
but the darkness has not understood it. In other words, or comprehended it or, or extinguished it. So when Jesus, when Jesus came into the world at Christmas 2,000 years ago, he brought a light, he was the light, in a very dark world. Now, I want you to catch this. I just, I just, this was a revelation this week. We now, right now, we feel like, I feel like probably most of us, that this is a really dark time in the history of our planet, right? It's just really dark. Did you realize that when Jesus showed up, there was only a very small amount of people as in the Jews and a few scattered people that even acknowledged or worshipped God at all. Jehovah. Most of the world was very paganistic, witchcraft, all sorts of humanistic kinds of worship and thinking that the Jews themselves were one of the very few groups of people on the planet that even acknowledged, as imperfectly as they did, acknowledged Jehovah, Yahweh, God. That's the atmosphere, that's the environment that Jesus showed up. It was that dark. And today, Jesus doesn't have to show up, he's already here. You know the one thing, you know what Jesus is waiting for? You know how the light of Jesus is going to shine in this dark world? You. Remember the words of Jesus, Matthew chapter 5? You are the light of of the world. Don't hide your light. Don't snuff it out. Don't put it under a bushel. But you set it up high for what? The world to see. Because when the world sees your light, they see the good things you're doing, your good attitude, your godly behavior, the words coming out of your mouth are just shining light. They're encouraging to everyone. And, and everything, you, your demeanor, everything about you is light. The world's going to say, wow. How refreshing and how awesome there's finally light here. Whether that's your workplace or your school or your neighborhood, this community, our state, our nation, where, wherever you are, you can't handle the world by yourself, but you can sure handle your world. Start shining your light where you are. Because Jesus Christ, the light of the world, if you have... If you have received him, you've invited him into your life, you now are the light that is shining in the darkness of the world. And at Christmas, God turned on the light, and Jesus showed up, just like that, when he was born. Why? So that people could see things as they really are, and they can see how the things could be. When you shine a flashlight on the trail, it's dark and you shine it down, you see what's in front of you. Here's the trail, here's the path. But the, when you lift it up a little bit, you can look and say, oh, that's where I want to go. That's where I should be going. The brighter you shine your light, the more it reveals where you are and where you want to go. Now, here's the thing. What, what does this mean? How, do you, how does light clarify things, your confusion? Let me give you a real practical example. Um, one of the things that darkness does, it, it, it overwhelms us sometimes. It causes confusion. And, and this has probably happened with, with many of you, especially, let's talk about the theme of finances. You ever been to a point where it, it just feels like your finances are just such a mess? 
I mean, you have this bill, you have that bill, you have that payment, you got this payment, this is due, that's due, and there's exactly zero um, enough money to, to pay for all of it, right? And in your mind, every, every night you wake up, every morning you wake up at 3 o'clock, and all these thoughts are just going around in your head, and in your mind, it's just huge, it's this big, overwhelming sense of darkness. How am I ever going to get over this? Now, it's, it's for a lot of things. It could be a relationship, a conversation you had, whatever it might be, a conflict. But all of a sudden, you realize one day somebody says, well, tell me exactly what your situation is. In other words, let's shine some light on your situation. So you sit down and you begin to write down. You begin to write down all your debt, all your payments, all your bills, and what you have, all your income, and all of a sudden, now it can go either way, <laughs> but all of a sudden you're going, oh, well, it's not that bad. I can manage that in here. What you're doing is you're taking what the enemy's messing you up with up here, you're putting it on paper, you're shining the light on it, and you realize, oh, well, I can handle that. Now, that happens for... A lot of things in your life. Just clarify it. Shine the light on it. Or it can go the other way. You go, oh, wow, it's worse than I thought. Hopefully it doesn't go that way, right? But when you shine the light, when, when, when the light reveals what is, it can bring peace. Well, that's why the light of truth can bring peace into your life because all of a sudden it clarifies things. Or, here's the other thing, if you have things hiding in the dark and the light begins to shine on it and it reveals what's there it can it can cause fear all of a sudden it causes you to face your fear then what do you do with it we'll talk about that in one of the next ones but light can clarify things matter of fact colossians 3:15 says this let the let the peace that christ gives control your thinking so the more that the light of Christ shines in and through your heart, your mind, and your soul, the more peace that you can have because God keeps showing you the things that really are and what they should be, not what it feels like. You know, the devil operates in a feeling level. He messes your mind up, and it feels really weird. And before you know it, you're, you're overwhelmed. You're living in darkness. Your mind is. But the minute the light of Christ shows up and it clarifies things, it can make a, the whole world of difference in your life. So, I need to allow the light of truth to clear up my confusion. Number three. The third one is broken. When I am broken, light can heal me. It can heal me. Now, scientists are constantly discovering the, the healing properties and the power of light itself. I mean, light can be used for all sorts of things. Some of you have had laser surgery with your eyes, your cataracts, whatever. That's light. Light can be used for other kinds of surgeries. It can be used as medicine. Matter of fact, sunlight gives you what? Vitamin D which increases your, your immune system. Many healing medicinal properties of light. And there's also infrared 
light therapy that can be used for certain kinds of depression and clarity of your mind and your brain. And because of its ability to fight bacteria, if you've ever had any kind of skin disease, skin cancers, things like that, oftentimes light, infrared light is used for certain kinds of dermatologists use it. So there's many, many healing properties of light, just in a very practical way. But also, we have to remember, this is a quiz, pop, pop quiz. Who created light? God did. Is light good or bad? Good, you passed, 100%. Okay? So God created light, so it shouldn't be any surprise that we discover that light is good. Light can help life. It can heal things. Why? Because God created light. God is light. Jesus is the light of the world. And what God, Jesus, light, all together, have, they can heal anything and everything that you have in your life. Psalm 69 and 103 says this, I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then it says, He forgives all my sins and He heals all my diseases. So all those scars, all those wounds that you have, your emotional scars, your mental, your physical, your spiritual scars, even some of your relational wounds and scars that you have that have been hiding in the darkness. Some of you have them right now. You have some of those wounds they're from a long time ago. And in your mind, you're thinking, don't go there. <laughs> I don't ever want to talk about that again. I don't ever want to revisit that. I've put that in a little closet in my life, in a little dark closet, and it's going to stay there because it's too painful. Folks, it's time to open the door. And it's time to allow the light of Christ to shine on every dark area of your life. If you want healing, it's time to allow the light of Christ to shine on whatever wound, whatever experience, whatever pain you have had and you still have. The light of Christ can heal anything and everything. It says Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. The Father has made you able to have a share in all that he has prepared for his people in the kingdom of light. God has freed us from the power of darkness. What has God prepared for us? I want you, I want you to catch this. God has prepared for you many, many blessings. God has prepared for you what Jesus told us when he was here. I came to give life and give it what? Abundantly, greater, better, bigger than you could ever imagine. God has prepared for you healing. He's prepared for you heaven. For those of us who are in the kingdom of light, those are the things that God has waiting for you. Today, folks, is the day for some of you, maybe a lot of you, to open up your heart to open up that closet and let light shine in to expose, in a good way, whatever it is that has been hiding. 
Maybe you've been intentionally or unintentionally hiding that piece of darkness in your life. It's time to open the door and let the light of Christ shine in there so that he can heal your wounds and make you whole again. Then number four is the word, I'm going to use the word contaminated. Okay, when I feel contaminated, which means messed up, guilty, um, it, it, it can be just dirty, whatever it is. When I feel contaminated, light can give me a clean start. Now, not only is light a power, is powerful for healing, it is also a powerful disinfectant. I mean, scientists are constantly discovering that light can kill germs. Light can purify water. There's many cleaning, purifying qualities in light. And it can sanitize. There's many municipalities around the world, our nation around the world, that are using light, a form of light, to purify community water so it's usable again. Light can be that powerful. And similarly, the light of God can disinfect, it can purify, it can cleanse, and it can forgive the dirt, the sin, the mess in your life. Let's look at 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 6. So, we are lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in darkness. Okay, those are two opposites. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is, the light, is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from, what's the next word? All. All sin. Circle that word all. As I was going through this again this week, last couple days, I go, that little word, that is so powerful. It's everything. All of our sin, not just a couple of them, not just the real bad ones, or not just the little ones. All of our sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. One translation says we're liars. Okay? But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. So we have purified, we have cleansed us from how much wickedness? All of it. Wickedness, some translations use the word righteousness, okay, from all unrighteousness. What does it mean to confess? It says if we confess our sins, okay, does it mean I have to get up in front of church and tell everybody all my stuff? Please don't, okay? That's not what it means. Confess simply means that you admit you shine the light you bring to light something that has not been that is in the darkness in other words when you confess your sins to god when you when you bring to light when you expose the things in your heart maybe it's something you've said something you've done something you're thinking you're feeling and 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 you need the healing you need forgiveness which is all of us for everything pretty much right when we do that, God says, I'll forgive it. 
Now, here's the thing. Some of you this morning, you are carrying some guilt right now. You are carrying some things with you that you have been hiding in the dark. You've been hiding it from God. You've been hiding it from people. And one of the reasons is because you don't want to look bad. You don't want people to think less of you. You don't want God to be disappointed in you. So you're even, this is crazy, you're trying to hide something from God. <laughs> you know what the truth is? He already knows. So when you confess, when you reveal, you expose to God, say, God, I need to talk to you about something, and here it is. God's not going to be shocked. He already knows. He's waiting. And you know what happens? James tells us that we, when we confess our things, our stuff, our sin, our, our issues to other people, there's healing that comes with that. Okay, it's just when you shine the light on things in your life and you expose it with other people who care about you, there's healing there. But when you do it for God, there's forgiveness. Everything you talk to God about, He forgives it, and He forgives all of it, and it's done forever. Isn't that cool? He doesn't ever bring it up again. You might, but He just goes, what? thought we finished that one. That's what confessing, confessing shines the light. And when you do that, it, it exposes it, it reveals it so that it can be healed and it can be forgiven. In other words, light changes everything. It turns the darkness of your life into light. See, only God can take you from what's wrong in your life and make it right. Only God can purify and cleanse your heart, your mind, and your soul. How does he do that? When you allow him to shine his light on those things, then he cleanses and purifies each one of those. And then he gives you freedom. He does it by shining the light on it. The light of Jesus Christ and what he did for us because he died to change your life. Jesus came to bring life. He came as life into the world, but he came to change your life, to shine his light on you. Jesus the light at Christmas changed everything. And so when you believe in, I mean, you really believe, you have a change of mind. You go from, nah, I don't think Jesus was such a big deal, to, yeah, he is the son of God. And you believe that with all your heart. And then you accept, you receive Jesus, the light into your life, and you simply say, Jesus... Could you come and shine your light into my whole entire life? He changes everything. He changes everything in your life. He begins that process. And every change that God makes in your life is a good one. You'll never regret it. If you've been holding back, 
and saying, God, I'm just not sure if I'm ready yet. God, I'm not sure what's going to happen. What, what if I do really? What if I say yes to Jesus? I mean, and you, you go down the list, your mind begins making this list of things that will be different. And you go, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I don't know if I'm ready for my friends to make fun of me. I don't know if I'm ready for my boss to fire me. I don't know. All these things are going through your mind. You know where they came from? The devil. He's trying to put all these scenarios into your mind when, when you think about really committing everything in your heart and your life to God. None of that's coming true. Those are all lies. Because the moment you open up your heart and you say, Jesus, would you come in and just change everything? Shine your light on everything in my life. You know, all these other things you're thinking about, even if they don't work out, it doesn't matter. Life is so much better without all that anyways. You'll never regret that. Last verse in your notes, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this. The scriptures say, God commanded light to shine in the dark. Okay, we read that. It was in Genesis. Now God is shining in our hearts to let you know that his glory is seen in Jesus Christ. That is why Jesus is the reason for the season. That is why we talk about Christ in Christmas. You know, don't take Christ out of Christmas. Well, the, I don't care. It doesn't affect me when they use an X instead of Christ. Because they don't know Jesus probably anyways, right? You know what the real, the real light of Christmas is? It's not in a word. It's in Jesus in my heart. It's Jesus in my life. Don't ever take Christ out of your Christmas. The world can do whatever they want, but it shouldn't affect you at all. You just shine your light a little bit brighter. So here's the question. Are you ready this moment to exchange the darkness in your life. Maybe it's the dark days you're going through. Maybe it's the dark places in your life. Maybe it's just the darkness you're living in right now. Are you ready to exchange that for the light of Jesus Christ? Because Jesus is the light of the world.